You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. It is our fourth Sunday of summer Sundays. You know, I thought I'd start off with this. At some point in my day, I either ask the question or I get asked the question, what's for dinner? If you're a parent and you have a talking child, I have yet, you get asked this question probably more than once. And first I thought I'd do, you know, hands up, who enjoys to cook? Who enjoys cooking? Awesome. I see those hands. I see those hands. Hands down. Let's do the next question. Who enjoys following a recipe when we cook? Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I see those hands. Hands down. Next question. Who thinks that the recipe is only a guide? (laughs) I see those hands already. And that we just wing it. Yes, that is, that is me. I, I do find myself a lot of the time that's just there. But you know what? As much as it goes quite well, uh, there has been a couple times where it hasn't. And there was this one time where it was my future husband-to-be and I cooked this amazing, delicious curry. I'd been slaving away all day and I had mistaken two teaspoons of chilli powder for two tablespoons of chilli powder. My husband's still recovering. (laughs) He's still recovering. And, you know, I really feel like it wasn't, um, it just, it wasn't my good looks that took his breath away. It really wasn't. It was, it was the curry powder and it was the hottest curry in existence. But I learned something that day. What I learned was that I play a very significant part in getting the end result of the curry. And any recipe, when you want it to look like the picture, follow the recipe. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, you know, as a church, we have, uh, we've launched into 2024. Again, how weird is it? 2024. And we've launched into it with Summer Sundays and we're believing and we're declaring that for us as individuals, for our families and for our church, that God has immeasurably more for you and I. In every single one of those ways, there is immeasurably more. And our scripture that we have been declaring over these last four weeks is Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, what a powerful and encouraging scripture for you and I this morning that we've been promised, you and I have been promised the immeasurably more, more than we can think, more than we could ask for, more than we could imagine. So in saying that, what are you believing for this year? What promise has God began to stir on your heart, not just this morning, but across the four weeks? What is it that you're feeling the stirring going on? I've got to pick that promise up. It's time to, it's time to now step into that promise And over the past three weeks, we've heard how God has done immeasurably more in our lives. And this morning, I'd love us to take a look at Sarah. You know, Sarah is a woman in the Bible who is well known for her faith. And it's because of her faith that she experienced the immeasurably more. And she saw God do something that she had only hoped for for so long. And, you know, it's my hope this morning that as we unpack her journey 
that our faith would continue to grow, that our faith would be, but would be stirring as we walk into what God has for us, the immeasurably more of the things that we are hoping for. So let's read in Hebrews 11.11. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. You know, it was through Sarah's faith and belief in God and his promise that she had a child. So spoiler alert, I've already told you the end. We already see that she receives her promise but let's rewind the story. Let's take a look at Sarah's journey. And as we do, let's be encouraged that what we can do in our journey as we step into the promise that God has for you and I. So let's start in Genesis 18 this morning. And it reads, where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Now, Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent and Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. Good hearing if she's quite old. (laughs) And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband is also so old? You know, for years, it was Sarah's desire to have a child. In previous chapters, God had made this promise to Abraham, her husband, that she will give him a son. And so she finally hears it for herself, that God is going to do the immeasurably more in her life by giving her the very thing that she's been longing for. But instead of excitement, she laughs in disbelief. It's not really the response I would expect. You've waited for so long. You finally now see a time on how long it's going to take and you still laugh. You still, you're still, she's still in that place of not believing. You know, from Sarah's perspective, how could a 90-year-old woman who hasn't been able to naturally conceive have a child? Let's also throw in there, she's got a 100-year-old husband. Like when you think about it, you can, you can start to understand why she laughed. You can start to understand why she's not believing at this point. Naturally, it wasn't possible. And it was these circumstances that challenged Sarah from believing that God had had more. You know, maybe this has been your experience when believing that God has immeasurably more for you seems like something that is just out of reach maybe because of past experiences or the current challenges that you're facing or just life in general. You just can't see how God can do the immeasurably more. You sit here this morning, you just can't, God, I just can't see it. But I want you to be encouraged this morning that God doesn't just give us promises to tease us. That's not the type of God that he is. But for they, and they're not just to remain as something that we will never see. Instead, He gives us promises so that you and I can experience the power of God in our lives and that we can walk into everything that He has planned and purposed for us right from the very beginning. So, Sarah wasn't always full of faith. 
Now, the Bible doesn't specifically speak about the journey from when she heard the promise to when she received the promise. But I think it would be pretty fair to say that she had to hold on to what God had said. She had to shift her focus and begin to focus and believing and activating her faith in what had God said and what God had said. That despite the natural circumstances, God through his mighty power, like we read in Ephesians 3.20, our, our scripture that we've been declaring during the series, that he would keep his promise to her. And so I want to encourage you this morning, hold on to what God says. Hold on to the promise because the journey and the process of getting there is a part of the promise. I want to say that again to you. I want, I want to let that stir in your heart. The journey to the promise is a part of the promise. It isn't a setback. It isn't to slow you down, but it's an opportunity for you and I to outwork our faith and to allow God the space to do a work within us, to prepare us for the immeasurably more. You know, when I was 16, I got a job at McDonald's, Mickey D's. And over the years, I had made my way through management. I moved from, Australia, uh, to, from New Zealand to Australia. I crossed the ditch to advance my career. You know, I was sold out for the golden arches. Ketchup flowed through my veins. It was a real thing, I tell you, it was a real thing. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that there was anything else. Like I was, I was sold out, I was on a mission. And then there was one day, don't you love those one days? We were in the church bathrooms, painting, giving them a beautiful makeover, painting the, the toilets, the, the walls and the toilets, not the actual toilets. <laughs> and it was in that moment, the heavens opened, the light shone down, a dove, no, a dove didn't begin to ascend, descend. But I had a paint roller in my hand. I was leaning over the toilet, trying to get into the corner and God had placed a thought on my heart. How do I know it was from God? Because it's not something that I would have thought of. And it was in that moment, God had made a promise to me, a promise of immeasurably more. And it was now time for a journey. And I remember the exact feeling in that moment, I was excited, but also I was like, oh, God, I don't really know how this is gonna work because I already think I'm living in the immeasurably more, like my career is going good. And so just like Sarah, that was the beginning of a moment where I had to begin a journey of my faith and believing in God and in his promise that he had more for my life. You know, we're all on a journey of seeing God do immeasurably more in our lives. And we all know that journeys are a combination of mountaintop experiences, moments in the valley, and then there's everything in between. We get that. We understand that. And we see for Sarah, her age and being unable to conceive brought challenge to her faith. And, and out of those mixed emotions, because I think we can all relate with Sarah in this moment, with, with all that waiting, with all those things that she saw, there was a mix of emotions. And so she makes a decision to help God with something only he could do. You know, we all have that natural tendency to fix things, 
But let's be encouraged by Sarah's story this morning. So Genesis 16, 1-2 says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, was not able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. You know, despite what she saw and how she felt, Sarah had to trust God. But instead, she let the things around her, the obstacles that she saw, distract her and influence her decisions and her thinking. She tried to make something that could only happen supernaturally happen naturally. And in that moment, she stepped out of God's process to the promise. So instead of joy, instead of happiness, there's contempt. There's a strain that comes in into their marriage and they end up experiencing nothing of God's promise and now they live with the lifelong decision and the effects from that decision, the consequences from that decision. You know, maybe you've found yourself, like Sarah, making decisions to help God with your promise. I'll be the first to put my hand up and say that there have been times in my journey where I, just like Sarah, have been frustrated in the waiting and I, I can't see how this is going to work, God. How about just, I, you got a lot on your plate, let me help you out. You know, there was a moment I stepped out of God's journey to the promise and I stepped in to start assisting Him and I made a decision that would have changed what my life looked like today. In hindsight, I can see it. It's like my life would look nothing like it is today if I had made and stuck with that decision. But man, I'm so thankful that God placed people in my life that in that moment where my focus wasn't on God, in that moment, they were able to speak God's love into my life. They were able to speak God's truth into my life. They were able to remind me that there is more and get me back on to His process to the promise. You know, something that we can learn from Sarah's journey is that in moments where our faith is being challenged at times, instead of rushing in and stepping in to try and fix it and trying to help God out, let's take a pause. Let's turn our focus and attention on God and let's remind ourselves of what He's already done and the things that He's already done all on His own. You know, and it's about reminding ourselves that it's His power at work in us. Ephesians 3.20, His power at working in us that He will do the immeasurably more in our lives. You know, when we're still yet to see God's promise, what is it that we can do? What are some things that we can do to, to keep a hold of the promise, to keep a hold and stand firm in our faith? You know, Sarah's faith, had to become bigger than what stood in front of her. Her faith had to be up on the uprise and be larger than the things that were in front of her that she could see. And so our faith has to become bigger than the obstacles. And look, sometimes, let's be honest, it can be easier said than done. But let's be encouraged that God encourages us through His Scripture. 
Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise. You know, you and I in the midst of our mountains, our valleys and everything in between, we can remind ourselves of the promise. And we can remind us, it's good to remind yourself of God's past faithfulness. That's the first thing that you can do. You know, I can look around this room and I can see so much of God's faithfulness in in the lives of this church. Salvations, provision of finances, pathways to job opportunities. You know, God has already been so faithful in your life. And there is power when we recall God's faithfulness. You did it before God, do it again. You were faithful before God, you're faithful today. You know, the second thing we can do is you can remind yourself of the promise. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. You've heard the promise. Now keep it front and centre. Put it as your screensaver on your phone. Write it down. Read it and declare it every day. I see people, they put lipstick on their mirrors and do it in in the bathrooms. Read it and declare it wherever you're going to see it. Put it up. Share it with your partner or your trusted friend and get them to remind you of the promise. You know, however it works for you, keep reminding yourself that God has said that He will do what only He can do. Let that stir your heart. Let that build your faith. And thirdly, don't do the journey alone. Hebrews 10.22 So let's do it full of belief, confident that we are presentable inside and out. Let us keep firm grip on the promises that keep us going, for he always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, and not avoid worshipping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. You know, we are called to do life together. Sundays, connect groups, worship encounter impartation, serving team discipleship on the 7th of Feb, little plug in there. You know, we've been called to do life together. And you know, we don't just gather for the sake of gathering. We gather because we know that a solid community of faith believers is what strengthens us, is what spurs us on, is what sharpens us in our journey and in our relationship with God. So let's see how inventive we can be. Let's love one another. Let's spur each other on in our journeys. Genesis 21, 1-2. The Lord kept His word and did for Sarah exactly what he promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the right time as God said it would. You know, the odds were stacked against her. Her age, her husband's age, she was barren, she was unable to have kids. She stepped in to try and help God and she waited. Boy, did she wait. But God kept his promise. And now Sarah is a testament to us. She is a testament to the power of God. And we sit there and we're encouraged by the faith that she has 
and the faith that saw her promise come to pass. What a journey. What a journey to the promise from the beginning right to the end. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I moved to Australia to advance my career in Mickey D's. But God had immeasurably more waiting for me. You know, if you had told me before I got on that plane that all of this would be waiting for me, I would have laughed. Honestly, 100%. Like Sarah, I would have laughed in disbelief. A beautiful family, loving friends and church family, a new job and a pathway to outwork the calling on my life. You know, these are all the promises that I've journeyed with God and that, that, that I have so far. But you know what? There's, there's so much more. And I can stand here and go, you know what? I would do every mountain and every valley again, knowing what I know now, having what I have now. God, I'll do it all again with you because you've always got the more. You've always kept your word. And so if you're still wondering, if you're still in, sitting down this morning and you're going, God, I just can't see how you're going to do immeasurably more in my life. You know, I can stand here this morning with full conviction, with full faith that yes, he can. But don't just take my word for it because God's word says that he can. God says that he will. We have seen story after story of God keeping his promise. And so maybe you can identify with Sarah. And it's my prayer that Sarah's journey this morning would build another level of faith in your life and that you would go into your week holding tight to the promise that he has given you. That you would hold on tight and you would declare that God, if you can do it for Sarah, you can do it for me. Now Genesis 21, and Sarah declared that God has brought me laughter. All who hear this will laugh with me. Who would have thought, who would have said Abraham to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. You know, the miracle turnaround brings joy. It brought happiness. And ultimately it brought God's immeasurably more. And you know, as we wrap up this series, maybe you feel like you're waiting. Maybe some circumstances are quite large and you can't see past those at the moment. Maybe you're needing a little encouragement to keep standing firm. Or it's a fresh reminder of God's promise. You know, wherever you find yourself, I want you to be encouraged that just like God did in the Samaritan woman, in Esther, in Gideon's life, and in Sarah's, God will keep His promise. God is faithful to His Word. God is faithful to you and I. You know, it's your faith that makes a way for God's promises. You know, it was by faith that B saw God's provision at just the right time. It was by faith that Andy saw God reveal Himself to her as she received salvation. It was by faith that Joanne has stepped out and activated the gifts that God has given to her. It is by faith that Lisa, Katrina, Kyla, Graham, Grace, you will see God's promises come to life in your, in your life. 
He will keep His promise to you and I this morning. Our faith makes a way for God's promises. Let that stir in your heart this morning. It's your faith. Let that rise. And as I finish, you know, I'd love us to stand. I'm gonna pray for you this morning. And I'm gonna declare God's immeasurably more. I'm gonna work on that word. Over each of us this morning, declaring a fresh impartation of the promises that He has. So if you're comfortable, why don't you raise your hands this morning? God, we thank You that You are the God of immeasurably more. And God, I thank You that You are the one who keeps Your promise. And I pray, God, that hearts are being stirred for the more this morning, that promises are being picked up again this morning, God, that our faith is expanding, Father, into new levels, that there is excitement and that there is expectation in You and who You are. God, You are the promise keeper and I pray that as we journey the promise, You are with us. God, just a fresh impartation of Your strength, of Your wisdom, of Your guidance, Father God, as we do this journey with You, as we outwork the day to day and as You prepare us, God, for the more. God, I pray, let it be revealed in our families. Let the more be revealed in our workplaces. Let the more be revealed in our families and let the more be revealed in our day to day. God, I pray that as we go into our week, that Your mighty hand will begin to do a work, that Your mighty hand would be preparing hearts and minds as You reveal Your promise, as You outwork Your promises, God. Just a fresh impartation of Your power, God. We thank You for who You are. In Your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seats? Our God keeps His promises. What do we need to do? Hold on to what He says. Amen. Hold on to what He says in His Word. I don't know about you, but I'm stirred to hold on to the promises. Amen. Just before we finish today, if you're in the room, if you're online, whether you've been here for a long time or you're attending for the first time today, you know, the first and ultimate promise that God has for all people is salvation. It's the first and ultimate promise. Jesus, that's why He sent Jesus, wants to give you salvation. You know, I perhaps, maybe, whether you're watching online or you're sitting here right now, maybe you've been living your own way, trying to do things your own way. Maybe the same way that Sarah tried to do things her own way. And you're like, my life isn't adding up to what I thought it was going to. Can I encourage you? The first thing you need is Jesus. He brings truth into your life. He brings God's mind for you into your life. Rather than scouring the world trying to find a promise, Jesus is right here today. It's about coming to a place today where you say, I'm going to lay down my desires, lay down chasing my own thoughts. And I'm going to follow Jesus, the way, the truth and the life. 
So I want to give you that opportunity to respond and receive salvation, receive Jesus today. In a moment, I'm going to invite all of us to pray a prayer. But if you don't know Him or if you've been chasing your own way, this is a prayer for you to come back into relationship with a God who loves you so fervently, so much so that He sent Jesus. Amen. If that's you today, why don't you pray after me? Let's pray, church. Dear God, I thank You that You sent Jesus. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that He died on the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sins. I repent of my sins and I choose to follow You from this day on. In Jesus' name, Amen. I just want to encourage you, if you pray that prayer for the first time or you just needed to, you know that you needed to get back where you're meant to be. Well done. Heaven rejoices right now. If you're online, heaven's rejoicing. Well done. The greatest first step you could ever take. But can I encourage you, don't don't stop there. Keep assembling together with others from, from the church, the body of Christ. Follow a discipleship path for your life. How does that work? Come to discipleship. Let someone know that you've made a decision to follow Jesus because we would love to walk that journey with you. If you came with someone, let's say, hey, I prayed that. I prayed that prayer today. If you didn't come with someone, come and let myself know or Arzi know. We, we would love to encourage you. Amen. Well, God bless you, church. As you head out into your week after we have spent some time fellowshipping afterwards, may God bless you and keep you as you go through your week. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.